How did you get started in music? Yeah, all right. Well, the very beginning. <laughs> um, that goes back pretty far. So I'm a classically trained pianist. So I've pretty much been like a musician my whole life. Um, I didn't start writing songs until about high school. And even then, I didn't even realize that I was like doing this thing that nobody else was. I thought everyone just, you know, expressed all their thoughts and emotions via song form. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I self-taught myself guitar and started writing in high school. And then I don't think it, it wasn't until like later, like after college, when I realized I was like, oh, like that's, that's something that's different. Like not everyone's doing that. So um, I actually went to school for film and then I ended up doing audio engineering. So I got into music first on like the engineering side. Mm -hmm. um, I got kind of lonely being at a studio by myself doing a lot of the assistant editing work. So I wanted to go into like a more social part of the music industry. So I, I ended up graduating and working at a record label for like four and a half years. Wow. Um, yeah. And then during like the last, I would say the last year, year to two years of it, I kind of like realized that I just felt more connected to like being an artist and like making the music. Like during this time, I was still producing all my own stuff um and just diving more into like taking my songs and now fully flushing them out um adding all the production learning you know mixing which I learned a lot from working at the studio but like really applying it to my own music and then yeah I released my first single in 2019 and just kept going from there lit, lit. yeah so let's talk about your latest single shut it off how did that come about that one um I made last fall so the producer on the track who I worked with, E Halls, he actually happened to like already have that track and he played it for me. And I was like, yes, yeah. so I'm like, this is like exactly the sound I want. This is what I'm going for. Um, so I took some of the stems from him, made some changes, um, added a few things. And then I did all the vocals on it, all the vocal production. Um, yeah. And that song is kind of about like, I feel like I've been really trying to write more about like, you know, myself and like, yeah just being like super honest so like the track is about like for me like it's always been really hard for me to open up I think that's probably why it took me so long to get from like here's me writing all my deep dark secrets <laughs> in like a journal in high school to like then finally releasing music all these years later um and actually you know sharing them with people and like putting them out into the world um so yeah I've been doing a lot more writing it's very much just like turning a mirror inward and really writing about like this is how I am mm -hmm. Facts, facts. I really like the visuals too. Let's talk about how you come about with your visuals, you know, just because they're very aesthetic. I really like the last video you got. I'm so sad. Thank you. Yeah, just how it was shot in the bathtub and you had the cake. Yeah. There. It was lit. So how do you come up with these concepts and, you know, who helps you out with your music videos? Because you can tell like it's a budget and there's a concept involved. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like the first thought is like, okay, where can I shoot for that? Like the least amount of money because <laughs> we're working on an indie budget here and I can pay like my videographer and my editor and that's it um so yeah I mean the concept for that one was kind of just like really simple I kind of had this idea of like okay you know when you go through a breakup what are some stereotypical things that you do take long showers take baths eat, eat cake and ice cream and just be sad I was like okay like let's take that and let's just like put an angsty twist on it so I was like oh what if I'm in the bathtub smashing around cake um so I always try to think of things that are very like visual and kind of fun yeah um it is it's a really simple concept like we shot it in my bathroom right. uh the cleanup wasn't crazy but <laughs> yeah um so is key but um was it like a natural bath bomb or something because I felt like it was putting people on to like having cake in the bathtub because that's the first time I've seen that 
So is that like a natural bath bomb? So I use, yeah, I, I, I use like one of the bath bombs from Lush to get the water to be blue. And then I didn't even plan this. This was just like the day before the shoot. I was like, oh, I was like, shoot, I have to go like find a cake. And I, and I, I pictured like finding like a white, like a cake with like white icing. Yeah. Um, but all they had was like a cake with pink icing. And I'm glad that I actually got that because it's like the color just popped more in the video. Um, yeah, and then I didn't even think about this, but like adding the pink frosting to the blue water turned it purple. So like it was just like a whole rainbow of colors going on in there. The real question though, people want to know, did you drink the bathtub water? Is Absolutely it not. <laughs> well, it's funny because like I, I can't eat like dairy ice cream and I'm gluten free. So I couldn't like actually eat any of the things that I was handling. Yeah. So I, I didn't even take a bite. <laughs> facts, facts. Uh, let's talk about your single fall away. Did you expect that song really to blow up the way it did when you made it? Because I mean, it has a, like a lot of streams. It went viral. Yeah, no, that tracked it pretty well. Um, that one, so the two producers on that, James and Elysian, um, they approached me for vocals. Um, so yeah, I mean, like when I write to songs, I don't ever think like, you know, oh my God, this is gonna like get all these streams, like whatever it is. Um, but I think when we landed, cause that track we released with Airwave, which is like a small EDM label um, and having like that label support behind a track, it's it pretty much kind of guarantees it to do like better than if you were going to like release it on your own. Um, for the most part, obviously not like, it's not like a one size fits all when it comes to like streaming and numbers and promoting and all that. But no, I mean, I, I, I never expect my tracks to like perform one way or another when I'm making them or I'm just in the process. Facts. What's your studio process like? I mean, do you got the gang with you? You got the smoke, the drink, How, what's your vibe? You burning sage, candles, what? <laughs> Definitely very like mellow, chill vibes like I usually I mean like I, I'll, I'll still work during the day but I write the best and create the best like at night so I you know my room studio area this is like my studio is set up in like half my living room so um all, all the lights are off except for like my led lights just to get like you know a vibe going yeah is that um, right now what's up is that where you're at now you're in your living room yeah, well, my studio is in my living room. Yes. Let's. Well, we got to check that out when we got time. You know, a little studio tour behind the scenes. Yeah, it's just like my desk and then my, um, you know, my monitors, interface, mic stand is right here. I'm literally touching my mic right now. Um, MIDI controller right here. It's all very close quarters. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what it's been throughout the pandemic. I was just watching an interview today, and Lizzo was like, "Yeah, I, you know, I had to go from." like recording in these million dollar studios to just record it in my house with Pro Tools because the pandemic, like no studios were open. So yeah. um, for the up and coming artists who don't know about these things, let's talk about like how convenient it is to have your own setup and how'd you even find out about that to be able to do it? Um, I think definitely, I mean, I obviously learned a lot on like the audio and the recording side um, by like all the sound design engineering courses I took at school. And then when I worked at a studio that was like, probably the most beneficial because like it was actual real world hands-on experience with like recording everything and like yeah I just think like kind of being in that like audio world like I was just kind of already like familiar with like some of the equipment and obviously I'm doing research and looking up like what are good things to buy um but I never had I never had like a moment where it was like um I like realized something it was just like a gradual accumulation of knowledge okay 
Yeah, and so where, where was the first place you got your music equipment from when you were recording at your house? Did you go on Amazon or Guitar Center? Or... I think I think probably Guitar Center or like Amazon. I think I had like my first mic was like um like one of the like the cheapest Audio Technica mics. Yeah. Just got off Amazon, but yeah, no, a, a good amount of my gear is from like Guitar Center or like the the Guitar Center used section is like pretty decent also. Yeah, I mean, because you work with labels for years, so you've been in these big studios where you would know exactly what to get to make your your voice sound better, you know, the best it can at the budget you have, you know? So I mean, I didn't really learn any of that from working at a label. I wasn't in a studio on behalf of a label. I wasn't in A&R or anything. Really? What did, yeah. So what did you learn from working at a label? Definitely a lot more of like the marketing and the promotion side of things um and just kind of how like all the departments flow together and like kind of what the workflow is like from like looking for an artist to signing them to then working on their project and releasing it and then what happens after that facts facts because you also you curate your own music playlist things like that through bite the noise you got that would you consider that like a, a label or brand that you have yeah so bite the noise is my platform that i use to run artist showcases um so I kind of like started it like it just kind of fell into my lap towards the end of last year and then I just I kept it going because I saw the demand for like artists looking for opportunities to play shows and people wanting to like you know get back out there enjoy live music so it's just been really cool to build this like in-person community of like artists and like people who want to discover new music and people who just want to like connect with other creatives um so yeah by the noise is my showcase series so for the artists that are listening right now, um, let them know where your showcases are located and how can they submit to be a part of your showcase? Yeah. So if you go to Bite the Noise on Instagram um, submissions, you'll see the email there in the bio. I actually might change that soon to be um, just like a submission, like a Google form just to make it really easy. You yeah. just all your links for stuff. Um and as far as like where the showcases are, I host them around like various venues, everything from like an already established venue to like a complete random pop-up space that we're now putting in all the equipment in and throwing a show in there. Um, so every showcase is at a different venue. I've had some repeats. Where's your last show? You can, mm-hmm. Where's your last show? Where's your the last, last show is at Hotel Cafe this past Friday. Yes. Um, that one's really, really great for like the acoustic singer songwriter ones and then this wednesday we are hosting um wednesday may the 4th we are hosting a pop-up show at kind of like a speakeasy vibe type bar right. um yeah this is one where like we're bringing in all the equipment and just setting it up and making you know just making a performance area for artists that's dope that's super dope um congratulations on that thank you how did you find your sound and music like who would you compare your style to or what role models you have in the industry, like musicians? Yeah, I think as far as like role models and artists who I really look up to, um, Banks was probably like one of my earliest inspirations for like songwriting. Like I, I think she was probably my first look into like, this is what like a dark pop artist sounds like. Um, and I absolutely like love her songwriting style. I think it's very like poetic and beautiful. And, you know, she's not like writing about like, or like saying things in like very generic ways they're written very like artistically and I, I I really connect with that and I really love that um other artists I think I definitely look up to are um Elohim I'm not sure if you're familiar but she is like one woman show 
writes, produces, her like live setup is insane. Um, so she's super dope. And then, yeah, I think probably like sound wise, um, I've been kind of like, I have, I have a Spotify playlist of like my like inspo artists that I use. Cause you know, if I'm working with someone else and they're like, Hey, like, what do you want? Right. You know, this song kind of sound like I'm like pulling bits and pieces from different tracks um, and kind of blending them together. So let's see, um, definitely like electronic influences in there. So artists like Rez, um, Alice in Wonderland, the two, yeah, two artists, DJ producers who I absolutely, absolutely love. Um, and then, yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> those are kind of my, my few inspos here. Now there's obviously like a ton more, um, but those are probably be my mains. Awesome. Awesome. Yo, so I'm going to get into a, a series of questions right now. It's a different part of the show. We have a segment, um, but I'm just going to ask you like a series of questions and you ask terms to the best of your ability. Okay. All right. So the first question is smash, marry, kill, and you have to smash one, kill one, and marry one hypothetically. And I'm going to give you three nominees. Uh, your first is Post Malone. Your second is Excision. And your third is The Weeknd. Excision's, Excision's a DJ, right? Hang on, I'm just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know who that is? I know who that is, but I don't think I've ever seen his face. All right, let's, let's switch him out for Harry Styles then. So you got <laughs> okay, Harry Styles, okay. Post Malone, and The Weeknd. Uh, let's see. Damn, that's a hard one. Okay. The Post Malone, Harry Styles... The weekend. You gotta smash one, kill one, and marry one. Okay. Um hypothetically. Hypothetically, yes. Okay. Let's say let's say smash the weekend, marry Harry Styles, kill Post Malone. So sorry, Post, you love your music, but <laughs> <laughs> short end of the stick there. He hasn't dropped in a while. Come on, drop some music, Post. That's true. But I I, I appreciate when artists like take a break. Right. I think it's important so you don't like oversaturate and people get sick of you, you know? Yeah, that's true. What did you think about the weekend performance at Coachella? I didn't watch any of it. I saw clips here and there, but yeah, I don't know. Did did you watch any of it? Yeah, I seen a, I seen half of it. I showed up kind of late, but I was there. Oh, you were there? Oh, sick. It was dope. It was dope. Yeah, I, no, I'm sure. I mean, I'm like... I love like Swedish House Mafia. Like that's like my my ish right there. So yeah. I would have loved to like see that set in person. Live music for sure. Mm -hmm. 